timing the market means you got to get it right twice. You got to get it right at the bottom and you have to get it right at the top. And I'm not Warren Buffett. Salutations. Welcome to the Development Best Practices Podcast, brought to you by ILM Professional Services. I'm your podcast host, Jason Erdahl, and on today's episode, I am pleased to welcome back Kamran Ayyub, Pluralsight author, speaker, and consultant. Kamran and I continue our talk around best practices in personal finance with part two of our four-part series, How to Invest Smartly. If you haven't listened to our first episode on budgeting and attacking your debt, I would recommend you do so before listening to this one. And be sure to check out the show notes for valuable info. Now on to the episode. In the last episode, we're talking about a fictional developer in their early 30s named Chris. Chris has some student loan debt, a car payment, and a mortgage. Let's pick up on a question about Chris's investment strategy. So, Chris, um, when should Chris start investing in the stock market? <laughs> There's a saying that goes, the best time to invest was yesterday, and the second best time is today. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, so so today is you know the, the time that Chris should start investing. And the thing is, is that it doesn't have to be a lot. You know, it has to be, um, it can be as much as, you know, you can afford right now. Um, as much as your means allow you to. Um, it could be $50 a month. It could be $50 every two weeks. Um, but uh, because of the way that investing works, over time you're going to see that even though you're putting in this much, you're getting that much more out of it. Um, so uh, that's that's why it's great to start investing because it's a, it's a long game. You know, it's not... It's not a short game, yeah. um, so the you want that time. Sorry, you want that time to compound um, for your money to actually get a return on investment because you're not going to see those gains right away. Perhaps, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. There is uh, there is some volatility, and uh, by the way, great. Great segue. It's as if you have my list of questions I'm going to ask. Um, Chris thinks the stock market is crazy down right now and doesn't feel like it's a good investment. Um, is there a way for Chris to get into the market safely? Okay. So investing uh, is one thing that prevents people from investing is the psychological mindset of like, uh, the, there's a lot of volatility. I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it's what prevented me, um, from, from looking at investing more seriously early on in my life. Um, but, uh, there's a great analogy that Warren Buffett has said, which is when stocks are down, it's like hamburgers are on sale. Now, <laughs> would you, would you complain if your hamburgers were half price? Of course not. You would probably buy more hamburgers. So uh, when when you when the stock market is down, that's actually a discount on your your future returns. And so investing during a bear market it can be the best thing that someone new to personal finance and new to investing could do for themselves. 
Um, because if you started investing, I think in 2008, when you know there was a financial crisis, um, and now since like 2021 or 2020, uh, you would have had massive returns on your investment. Um, it was getting up to like 20% or something like that, which is, which is ridiculous. So, and the other thing to remember is that we've had so many things happening in the world over the past 50, 70 years since investing has been around. Um, or I should say passive index investing. Um, and yet the market has always gone up. So there's a, uh, Um, there is a great resource that really got me interested in understanding how the stock market works um, by J.L. Collins. Mm. And um, he has a, uh, a blog um, called the Stock Series. And uh, he's, he's also compiled that into a book called The Simple Path to Wealth. And um, I highly recommend it because he, he wrote it for his adult daughter. And so he never really intended to make money off of it. Um, and it's just a comp- compilation of his blog posts. So if you just want to read it for free, unedited, you can go to his blog and you can just read it or you can just grab the book. Um, but uh, in it, he explains like how investing has uh, has worked throughout you know, the past uh, many years and that the market always goes up uh, and that investing is a a long game and you're not looking for short-term games. You're looking for long-term games. So we're talking about 10 years, 15 years. That's why it's important to get started early. Um, and over the 10 to 15 year, 20 year timeline, you're going to see uh, your return on investment at that point. So psychologically, you don't want to actually be checking the stock market day to day. It's like no. the worst thing that you can do. <laughs> yes. And what's funny is that apps like Robinhood, they want you to do that so that you get in there and you buy and sell. But that's just stock picking and trading. Those are all short-term activities. Uh, yeah. What you want to do is stay the course. Uh, this entire time, I have not once withdrawn any money from my investments since starting in uh, 2018. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a positive ROI even over this entire time. Um, <clears throat> so when you look at the past year, Perhaps you, it's gone down, but over the last five years, it's still up from when it was, right? So I think yeah. that's that's the important part. And that timing the market means you got to get it right twice. You got to get it right at the bottom and you have to get it right at the top. And I'm not Warren Buffett, and I don't think most <laughs> of your audience is Warren Buffett. We can't, That's really hard for us to do. And besides, why, even, why would you even want to add that stress to your life? Like, like I said, I'm a lazy person. I love passive index investing because I don't have to think about it. It just happens in the background. And you wake up one day and you have a heart attack because of how much you have in your account. Yeah. Yeah, it is a it is a big surprise being on the other side of that as someone in my 50s who started investing in their 20s. Just how quick, just amazing how it's just, it seems like it's overnight, but if you don't check it on a regular basis, that's how it works. You just have this amazing compounded thing. Um, you know, I can't guarantee that market's always going to go up. I can't guarantee the sun's going to come up. It just, it always has. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's one of these things where there's, 
there's millions of business people working every day to try to get their stock price up. This is our goal, return shareholder value, is you, re- you, you do that, right? So the way you do that normally is by increasing the value of your stock. So you've got millions of smart people working for you when you invest in the stock market. So they're working pretty hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trying to make this work out for you. And you can take advantage of their hard work. Sounds like a pretty good deal for me. Like in, um, the, so. in the worst case scenario where everything keeps going down, We've got other problems at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. are you, really the question is, do you think that we're, that the economy and that the businesses are just going to keep growing over time? And over the long term, I think that's going to be true. Um, yeah. So that's sort of the, the quote unquote bet that you're sort of yeah. making. And I mean, there's always, there's, there's risk and reward. And if you don't take any risk, then there's not going to be any reward. Keeping your... Right cash, keeping your money in a cash account in your checking account, there's no risk. So there's no reward. You don't, you hard, you get maybe 0.0001% interest on that. Right. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. And then there's different, different levels of investing risk that you could take on. Yeah. And you know, I, I uh, echo the, if you don't think your stock prices are going to go up, there's bigger problems. Um, I would refer you to a future episode on development best practices for prepping um, for uh, Tiat Wonky, the end of the world as we know it. Um, so if you're, if, if that, we are a global economy, the prices always go up. <laughs> so otherwise we have, we have much bigger issues and we need to invest in those cool little water filtration straws where you can drink from a creek and it filters the water for you and, and uh, cranking batteries so that we can power our iPhones. I mean, there are much bigger issues if, if we don't think the stock market's going to go up. So, And you, yeah. you, just, you just mentioned something that is important, which is mm-hmm. that the prices are going up. You know what that's called? It's called inflation. There is a percentage associated with that inflation. Um, And uh, don't quote me on this, but I I thought that recently the inflation is around 8% or something in this past year or so. But whatever it is, your checking account, your savings is at 0%, which means that when you are keeping money in those accounts, you're actually losing money (laughs) because that money is not as valuable um, anymore because of inflation. So it's eating away um, at your at your buying power. When you keep it in an invest, investment account, on average, you're, it's going to beat inflation. Um, so then you're making sure that you're maintaining your buying power, but also increasing it over time. And that's something that I had never thought about or realized, you know, before I started diving into personal finance. Got it. Got it. All right, cool. All right. So investing is important. We got that. Um, Why shouldn't Chris just get the most bang for their buck and invest in Bitcoin? (laughs) Or or buy NFTs. um, Sure, sure, sure. Or, you know, name whatever you want, invest in the latest IPO, all that kind of stuff. So this is about, first, your tolerance for risk. And, um, and it's about diversification. It's about what we just talked about with investing is long-term and trading is short-term. Um, so yes, you could do this. And what 
if you really, really feel a draw to do this, what you could do is you could, you should have some sort of um, investor policy statement. It's uh, almost like a code of conduct, you know, for an open source repository, but applied to your financial life. So it is a, a list of rules that you abide by. Um, and if you want fun money for things that are very volatile like that, you could say, I will invest, you know, 5% of my portfolio. My asset allocation is in this, like these very high risk investments because it's, it might be fun. Um, I don't think it's that fun, so I don't do that. But, um, but I know plenty of people who do. Um, but the way they go about it is just by limiting um, the blast radius for down uh, downside. Um, so with with bonds or with passive index investing, um, it's the you're in it for the long haul, and it's going to be pretty boring. And I love boring, um, <laughs> so that's fine with me. But uh, for people who want a little bit more excitement, um, you just want to be careful that your the risk in your portfolio is balanced. You either are going to have aggressive risk or moderate risk or low risk. Um, so it's just what, what are you willing to lose? So don't, so in general, never, never invest anything you're willing to lose. Right. Um, so I think, uh, that's the key. That's the key. And that's a good stopping point. I think for part two of our personal finance series, make sure to check back in a few weeks for part three, socially responsible investing and how fees kill your ROI. The Development Best Practices podcast is brought to you by ILM Professional Services. ILM cares about the developers in our community and their financial health. It's one of the reasons we're putting together this podcast series. If you're interested in joining a company that cares about your whole self, not just the part you give during working hours, please consider joining ILM. Visit our website at ilmservice.com and check out our careers page for more information. We're closing in on the end of our first season and are busy booking guests for season two. Any topics from season one that you'd like us to revisit? Any new topics you'd like us to cover? Please email us at podcast at ilmservice.com with your thoughts. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.